right, guys, what's up? Today we are here. We're going to talk about how to view our life or our mindset a little bit more as a competition and how we can kind of harness that and utilize some of the skills and, you know, edges that that gives us to make sure that the next thing that we take on or how we rebound out of a failure or a loss and kind of the viewpoint that we can start to take towards struggles, things that are going to be in our way and give us adversity and all those things, how we can start to view that in a different light so that we are more excited to just compete, right? To get in, get after it, and, you know, make sure that you are improving yourself or moving forward just from adopting this mindset, So first, let's talk about just competition generally. And I've always been a person who is labeled competitive. I used to be competitive in the negative connotation. And the way I view that is I was a I was a loser that was a sore loser, right? I was somebody who would, you know, take things personally when I lost and get, you know, into a negative headspace when I lost. Even if I felt that I performed well, or even if I felt maybe even I performed above expectations, and when we start to get to that place where we respond negatively, people outwardly might be like, oh, you know, he's really competitive, or he's so competitive, or, you know, man, she's she's so competitive, just watch her, right? And so you kind of get this, like, edge about you. And I feel like people who are that way, they view that as this positive, right? And I always kind of think about Bradley Cooper and Wedding Crashers, right? It's like, yeah, I got this damn competitive streak, you know, I'm working with the Dalai Lama on it. And uh, and you kind of think about that, but that's a perfect example of somebody who uses competitive or being competitive in a negative light. And it used to be something that I really struggled with because I almost felt like I like had this stigma on me that when I competed, I had to be like more intense. And when I lost, I had to like show it outwardly or, you know, that if I wasn't actually physically angry when I lost, then I wasn't actually being competitive enough or I was letting things slide. And it was just really immature thinking. And it was something that I let probably control my emotions too much. And honestly, probably let it control my quote unquote athletic career, uh, which wasn't much of a career. I let it control that way too much. And I really probably let it drive me out of sports. And it's been something now that as I gain more perspective and as I start to kind of move into a different area of an athletic career where really I'm just competing for fun, I've adopted a better style of competitiveness. And, you know, I was listening to Tim Kite's podcast this week, which I highly recommend, and it's a great one this week. And I'm, I'm excited to always find a new podcast that's uh, enjoyable to listen to. But in it, he talks a lot about how the goal is to just compete your ass off. And really what he means by that is to give max effort, give everything you've got, focus, be disciplined, stay emotionally equal, and make sure that you give your best effort 
out on whatever you're doing, right? And this could be something, this could be work, this could be fitness, this could be nutrition, could be whatever. If you are ingrained in some activity, give it your best. Even if you are taking losses, even if you're struggling, what real competitors do is they compete their ass off, even if they know they're going to lose, right? So let's say you're pitching a new product at your company and you know everybody else is going to be pitching a new product. You are going to go in there. You're going to give it your best. You're going to just absolutely be fully prepared, give a great presentation, and at the end of the day, the scoreboard in that situation is, you know, maybe the the CEO chooses somebody else's project. Well, you did your best. You gave your best level of competition. You probably learned some stuff. You probably got better. You probably became more of an asset to that company. But somebody else was just a little bit better that day. And that's okay. And what we think about then is, as we think about it to CrossFit, you're kind of competing with yourself. So you want to come in. You want to kick ass. You want to give everything you've got. And if you go back on Beyond the Whiteboard and back in 2013, you know, you did, you know, a 220, Fran. And the other day you did a 233, right? And that was the scenario I was in. You look back and it's, look, I, I competed my ass off today. That was everything I had. You know, honestly, I felt pretty good about it. You know, the scoreboard says that I lost, but I was I gave good effort. I gave everything I had. And that's all you can do. And in that instance, all you're doing is furthering and bettering yourself and using that little bit of competition to make sure that you are keeping this edge, right? This this ability to get into a zone. And when you're in that zone, you are moving yourself forward and competing against yourself, competing against other people. And in that aspect, you'll become better. There's a reason that people who find you know, healthy competitiveness early and at a young age. And a lot of times these are people who do really well in like individual sports like golf or tennis. And the person who comes to mind here is always Kristen Christman, right? She was a phenomenal athlete in a bunch of different sports growing up. Uh, so much so that she'll never really tell us how good she was at anything, but then you just start playing her in sports and it like gets super frustrating because she's really good at everything. But she always had this like underlying competitiveness. Like she, you can tell she is going to give you a game, whether it's spike ball or tennis or badminton or volleyball or whatever. She's going to come in and she's going to compete her ass off. And it's a super admirable trait. But the thing that's more amazing about her is she's going to do that. And she's also going to smile and cheer you on. And when you make a great play, she's going to recognize you for it. And she's going to say, wow, that's a great effort. You know, there's just some times, especially in sports, where you can't get to the ball. The other person plays such a great shot. There's nothing else you can do. And even if you are out there and you've worked your ass off and you're giving your best, sometimes it's just out of your hands, right? Somebody else maybe just has a better presentation that day. And that's awesome. That means the company's going to get better. That means that you maybe have a little bit more job security because the revenues are going to go up and so on. So we can't always look at it as a, oh, I lost. That sucks. This sucks, right? And you get negative on it. What, you know, Tim Kite says, and what I really agree with is, you know, real winners compete their asses off even when they're losing, even when they know that they are going to lose. 
Then they look back at the scoreboard and they say, I competed my ass off today. They look back and they say, okay, that's the result of it. And it doesn't make, break, change anything because the actual competition is the game. And this is sort of a good analogy, I think, for life generally is, you know, you're not always going to be in a situation where you're winning. You're not always going to be in a situation where, you know, money's just pouring in, your kids are behaving perfectly, everything is going your way, you know, they're all just... A students who sit quietly whenever you need them to and you know you get two and a half hours three hours to work out and socialize every single day we know that that's not the way that things happen right and so when we start to face these little small losses do you crumble do you let it control you and your emotions and your reactions or do you still find a way to compete your ass off even though you're facing all of this adversity. And, you know, I look at this as, uh, you know, last week there's a great example of this. Uh, you know, the Bobby, shout out to Robert Servastava, new Camden and Jenna, new mama, they had a baby last week. And, you know, Bobby has been doing amazing in the gym. He finished his night MBA program. He's been still going to school and having a, a pregnant wife and working a full-time job. And he still made it something like 26 days out of June and, you know, sent us the picture the other day of his beyond the whiteboard check marks. And you can tell that it's something that motivates him, but he faces all of these things, especially with school and now with a baby. But even on the day that he had his baby, he still made it into the gym last week. And some people were like confused by that. They were like, oh my gosh, like, are you serious? That's crazy. You know, you should, should be there for Jenna. And, you know, he is finding a way to get in there and compete his ass off. He wants to continue to improve himself. He likes what it's doing for himself, for his mindset, and for his family. Feels like he's a better family person when he makes it into the gym. So while some people see that as you're not, you know, there on a day when you should just, you should be there. He sees that as when I work out, when I come into the gym, I am able to be a better person when I do go back with my family. And so this is the best thing for my family is for me to be here for this hour right now and take some stress off and relax a little bit and come in and push myself and get that adrenaline rush and get that sense of accomplishment and get my check mark for the day. And I think he's like the lightest he's ever been or lightest he's been in a long time, you know, a few years and he's PRing and his body feels great and he feels great. And it's just, it's, uh, it's momentum, right? He's got this momentum and he wants to keep it rolling. He wants to stay in the game against himself. You know, what's going to happen is as we go through life, there's all these transition points. And that's really, I mean, if you think about it, life is just one series of transitional events that continues to happen to us, right? There's a death in the family here. There's a new job there. I have to move. I have kids. I have another kid. Um, you know, I get a divorce, I, you know, change jobs again, you know, now I'm looking at retiring. There's all these things that are going to come up and they're only going to be a year or two apart. And we need to make sure that throughout all of that adversity, all of those transitional points, which could be viewed sometimes as 
losses, right? And by losses, really, in, in like in this lifestyle scenario, I mean like their losses of time, their losses of effort, their losses of energy, their potential losses of mental states. And they're things that can grind us down. They're things that can pull us out of the competition. And I, I look, I truly do. I look at life as, sort of as a game, as a big, big game, a big competition. And, you know, I don't take too much too seriously. And I just look at it like, I just want to come out and I just want to, I want to give it my best. I want to give, I want to give this competition my best. I want to give this business my best. It's all just a game, right? And I want to play it as best I can while I have the passion for that specific thing. And when these transitional events come about, they're just opportunities for us to lose focus or lose sight. Or, you know, if we take it back to the sports analogy, let that loss frustrate us and let it get in our head and let it control our emotions and let it stop us from the things that maybe allowed that to happen. So I always kind of look at this and this is the thing that I get perspective on in other people's lives that they don't necessarily see because they are in the life that they're living. But a lot of times we'll get people who will come in the door, I'll shake their hand and they won't look me in the eye and they won't communicate with me openly. They'll hold things back. They won't be honest about their history. They won't be honest about what they want. And you can tell that they're in like, they're not in the game. They're not, they're not excited. They're not like, yeah, like I am, I'm fucking ready to get this started. Like, let's go. Like, I want to get, I want to get after some CrossFit and I want to get after some nutrition and I want to get lean and I want to look good for, you know, whatever I have coming up. Right. And so sometimes we'll meet people that are in these transitional points and they've taken a loss and they're, they're struggling a little bit. And what we see is as they start to surround themselves with people in the gym who are kind of high performers, they're people who build you up. They're people who get you back in the competition. They're people who get you back in the game and they show you how to play that game better. What we start to see is people start to, you know, after six months or after a year, they're looking you in the eye. They're having strong, solid, confident conversations with you about who they are and what they want. They're emailing me privately saying, hey, I'm thinking about maybe doing a competition. I'm thinking about, I want to start taking my nutrition to the next level. And that person then starts to get promoted. They find a husband or a wife. They find a new job. They move. They, they buy a house. And all these things start to kind of fall in line for them. When just a year ago, they didn't have, they weren't in the competition at all. They didn't know what competition they were even going for. And the problem is what they don't realize then is more transitional events are going to come up that give the opportunity for them to get derailed again. And so unfortunately, what happens a lot of time is somebody will get into a new relationship or they'll find a new job and they will use that transitional life event to kind of think, okay, I accomplished my goal. I won the competition and now I can go ahead and I can just quit CrossFit because I met a girl and that was my whole point. Really my underlying point of joining gyms. I was lonely and I wanted to meet somebody. And so they quit and they move on and they start spending more time with their significant other. Well, what happens then is they didn't realize that what got them that edge, what built that little motivation inside of them was the habits that they were building in the gym and being around people that constantly wanted to see them push themselves, compete, get in the game and continue to improve through that competition, through that new game. And when you walk out of that, 
you see it all the time in athletes, but when you walk out of it in this scenario, what you do is you start to become less of the person that you were when you found that significant other or when you found that new job. And what's going to happen is you're going to backslide into the person that you were before you joined. And we see this all the time. We see people who found a relationship. They moved in with the person. They live with them for a little bit. They quit the gym because they want to spend more time with their significant other. And, you know, three months goes by, a year goes by, and they end up breaking up. You kind of see it happen on social media. And then the person kind of, you know, maybe they start eating unhealthy again. They stop, they've stopped working out at this point. Maybe that lasts another year or two. And you, you know, you happen to run into the person and they're just back into that place where they're not in a good place. And it's like, look, we need to start establishing some habits that allow you to constantly stay in the game to constantly be competing through these losses. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I can recommend to people is like get aggressive. Like get, it, it kills me when I see people in vulnerable and submissive states. And it's like, dude, like get in the game, like pick your shit up. Let's go. I can't, I, I can't be around people who are in this lowly state and feeling sorry for themselves. It's always been something you know, I first really saw it in basic training when I saw people like break and like quit basic training is it's just like, dude, this is not that hard. First of all, second of all, like this is what you signed up for. You signed up to get in this game, to go like to challenge yourself, like challenge yourself, get in it. Let's go. I I can't, it's so, it's so confusing to me when you see it. And I'm sure you guys have probably been around people like that where it's just a drag to to talk to them, to be around them, to be in social situations with them. And when you sit back and you really think about it, it's like this, this I, I, I'm thinking of a specific guy, but this guy is just not going for anything. He's not moving towards anything. He's not striving to improve himself in any facet. He's not trying to get better in his career. He's not looking for a new career. He doesn't have any prospects for a girl or a guy. He doesn't take care of himself. He makes self-deprecating jokes all the time, and he's kind of always being down. He tries to put out other people's flames, and he makes fun of people for things that are actually positives. It's like you spend some time, and you're you're just like, God, Like we were talking about it this weekend on the car ride home, and it's just like you look back, and it's just like, you know, not only are is that person like, you know, a loser for lack of a better way to put it, but they're not even, they're not even, they're a loser because they, they don't even compete. They're not even in the game. Like you've lost and you've given up. It's one thing to lose, but still be working your ass off and still competing. It's one thing to lose your job. And when you go back into a job interview and they say, you know, Hey, what have you been doing? And you hit them with, I have been improving myself in every way. I've been taking online courses to make myself stronger in the areas of marketing and Microsoft Excel. I've met with a mentor in two different industries to make sure that I was aware of what this industry needs as well as aware of my own weak points and have somebody to help guide me to those and to improve those. I've been reading a book almost every single day and I go to the gym. I make sure that I eat healthy and I have all those priorities set. 
And this brings me to one of my first conclusions for this new job is I have a few non-negotiables that I would like to talk to you about. And for me, this job will not work if I can't, you know, come in at 8.30 because I need to make sure that I get my workout in at 5.30 and I go home and shower and change and I'm ready to go. Makes me a better employee. But for me, that is something that I need so that I can be, you know, productive when I come into work. When you sit down into a job interview and that's who you are after getting fired, if I sat down with that person, I would be like, damn, like this dude, he got, he got canned. And who knows why, right? I might go and I'll call the person and say, hey, why did he get fired? And they might say, well, he seemed unmotivated. And it's like, oh, shit. Well, he seems motivated as hell by getting fired. He took that loss in his life and he got himself kick-started back into the competition. And he's back in the game now. He seems like a go-getter. I'm going to hire him. It's a much different game than, okay, I see that you, you, know, you got laid off from... Uh, you know, your last job. Tell me what you've been doing in the meantime. Well, you know, I've mostly been looking for jobs online. And, you know, it's just, you know, been trying to find another job. And, like, the guy just, the employer probably just sits there and, is, like, knows, like, oh, it's he's been watching a bunch of Netflix shows and catching up on, you know, his uh, his sleep more than likely. And it's, it's just a different uh, attitude, and you can see it, you can feel it, and people want to be around that first person. They want to be around those go-getters. You're going to get jobs and significant others and friends and family, and people are going to want to surround themselves with you because of how you speak, how you talk about yourself, how you talk about other people, how you build everybody up. And how you compete, they want to be around you because they know that being around you is going to elevate their performance in this competition of life. And I think that that's the biggest thing that we want to achieve at Friendship is I want to create a huge, massive group of people that get you into your best competition atmosphere, that get you pushing yourself in all of these different ways to be a better parent to eat better, to sleep better, to take care of yourself better physically, to be a harder worker, to be a more motivated employee who takes initiative, to do all these things, and that's the community that we're around, that's the power of good CrossFit gyms, that's the power of good you know, fitness communities, is, is that really it. A lot of people talk about it like it's the new country club, but yeah, you know, not really. And the reason why is for those of you guys who have ever been to country clubs, is there's a lot of losers there. There's a lot of people feeling sorry for themselves and they go there to escape it and complain about it. Right. And same thing goes with, you know, churches or other things for people that are the third thing, right? It's like you have work, you have your family, and then you have this third thing that you love to do. And a lot of other third things that have been really popular over the year, they don't necessarily breed people building you up and, and really getting you to a point where you feel like you are operating at a higher level, you are more in or on the game because of being there. And I think that that's really rare, and I think that that's why people gravitate towards those fitness communities or CrossFit communities, that's why it's been so popular. And I think if we all get to the point, and everybody from Friendship who listens to this, if that's how we approach it, you know, if we think about ourselves being more in the game, more on our shit when we show up to the facility, 
and pushing other people to be more on their game, right? If we're doing a partner workout, don't let your partner slack, right? Get on them. Let's push it a little bit, you know? Get after them. If you see people walking when they're running and they should be running, you know they could be running, get on them. Help them out. Let's compete. Let's go. That Those are the things that we can do together that are going to start to fix that mentality towards everything else that we do in life. And that's the thing. For those of you guys who have found it, you felt it, you know that it bleeds over into everything else that we do. You know that the CrossFit is going to help you kind of quiet the noise and things that seem difficult, they won't seem as difficult anymore. They won't seem like they're such an obstacle. You know that you can overcome it. And this is what it's doing for kids and teens that I am just constantly amazed by. And I am so excited to see 10, 15 years from now, some of these kids and some of these teenagers who have adopted CrossFit and the mentality of that hard work and what it does for you early in life and see what kind of leaders and see what kind of people, see what kind of competitors these guys become. And I don't mean like CrossFit competitors. I just mean like life competitors, like they're going to go to you know college and it's going to be a cakewalk for them because they understand the disciplined hard work that's going to require. They're going to go into the workforce and they're going to be powerful. And I truly do think it's just because they've been around some high performers. They know what it takes and they've seen that competition level. You know, Tim Kite talks about in that podcast, he says, you know, freshmen take about 18 months to learn how to compete. And I think for kids, it's very similar. It's like, you know, we are the seniors, you know, the the people, the coaches and the senior people at the gym, you guys are the seniors and everybody's looking to you to see how do we high perform? How do we do this? How do we, how do we improve ourselves through health and fitness? And they're looking at you for that. And so that's what we need to do is guide these freshmen, guide some of these younger or newer people to the gym as to how to act and how to communicate about yourself and your effort and how to communicate about, you know, the other people in the gym and what's acceptable and what's not. And, you know, putting down your own effort is, and being frustrated by your performance is that's a loser mentality. That's not something that we accept because you come in and you compete and you do your best. And when you do your best, you just look back and you say, yeah, that's all I could have given. And that's it. And that's all it needs to be. So I hope that you guys kind of get, you know, get motivated to find the thing that you are not in the competition on. And so that's kind of our homework for this week is, you know, what do you feel like you are not getting after? Like a lot of people, I think it's work. I think a lot of people just go into work, they clock in and they're just kind of mindless towards it. And you got to get yourself into that game. You got to come in, you got to compete, find something that you can do that is just like kicking some ass. Like if you guys have ever felt that before in business, you know, you've closed a huge sale, you've brought a new client in, you've brought some new thing into a meeting and, you know, the CEO loved it. You've probably felt that before and it's an awesome feeling. And when you get that momentum ball rolling, you're going to start to find that things really do start to happen for you. Maybe for some of you guys, it's in your love life, you know, and you just feel like, man, you know, I just can't meet anybody. You know, I'm just, I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm striking out or I just keep getting broken up with or this or that. Great. If you go negative, 
I promise you that you will definitely not find anybody, right? And again, when I used to struggle with competitive streaks and stuff, I used to let that kind of stuff get to me and you'd get like negative and guess what? Women can feel that and guess what? Women don't want to be around that, right? They can kind of sniff out that like, yeah, this guy's in a bad place. He's kind of a loser right now. I really don't want to be hanging out with him. And so they're not. And so you're going to be unsuccessful there. You have to get to a point where you are having fun and enjoying yourself and kicking some ass without the woman. And then the women will come over to you and it'll just happen organically and it'll happen naturally as soon as you start to get into that mentality. And then our second piece of homework here today, guys, is think about who might be watching you, right? What is acceptable with my behavior when I'm in a competition, when I'm in the game, when I am actually in the act of competing and then immediately after. And I've seen some things over the years that just blow me away where in actual real CrossFit competitions, like people's kids and parents are literally right next to them and they are watching them. And this person's acting like a child. They're acting like a baby who can't control their emotions. They're screaming at judges and they're cussing out people and they get all pissed off and they throw things and they slap things and they yell. And you just look at them and you're like, what are you teaching your kids? How are you that far out of the control of your emotions that one tiny little loss, getting a couple no reps or losing to somebody in a competition completely controls the type of person that you are. Like, think about that role model that you are to those freshmen. That's terrible. And you need to be very aware of that and your own emotions as you guys start going into some of these things, especially like some of you early parents. Just make sure that you guys are very aware of how you communicate, how you deal with failures and how you deal with losses and how you compete through those losses. And it is perfectly normal, acceptable, and it is okay for somebody to say that you are competitive, but for you to shake the hands of the people who just kicked your ass and say, hey, you guys gave great effort today. That was awesome. You guys absolutely kicked my butt. I went out there and I gave my best and it just wasn't good enough today. And you're still competitive if you actually went and competed and actually went and gave your best effort and your best energy and you actually competed. Right. And I think sometimes that's a that's a hard thing for people to realize and something that people don't talk about enough. So I hope you guys enjoy this and uh, see you guys this week. Let's get out there. Let's compete a little bit. Mm-hmm.